Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age Podcast. This is your host, C. Travis Webb, and I'm coming to you from Southern California. Hi, this is Stephen G. Fullwood. I'm the co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project. I'm coming to you from Harlem inside my apartment where I have only ventured out every now and then to exercise and to get fresh air during this pandemic. Mm, and I'm Seth Rodney. I'm a senior editor at the Hyperallergic Blog, and I am in the South Bronx, where, frankly, uh, it's people aren't practicing enough social distancing. So, you know, there's that. Uh, this, was, this, this story is the same from last mm. week, obviously. I know mm-hmm. you, you mentioned that last week. This is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of what we like to call intellectual intimacy, which is giving each other the space and time to figure out things out loud and together. Um, and we are continuing our conversation uh, on the novel coronavirus um, and... Uh, COVID-19 and, and all the rest that goes, all the other calamities that go along with that. I think uh, Seth had suggested that we uh, talk about kind of the political response uh, this time around. So obviously there's a, a lot of ways to to come at this. One thing, I, I you know, just to put it out there for a topic, I know we talk about race a lot and it can become wearing and old, but there is a very strong racial component to this when it comes to actually how treatments are going to be distributed and people people who are going to get access to treatment. So that's something maybe we could talk about in another podcast. But mm. um, uh, Seth, Stephen, political response. I just saw the update on CNN that said uh, Massey is going to f- force a floor vote. And the way that you know our podcast works is this is going to be a week out from that. So that news will be quite old. But Seth, do you have anything you want to start with on the political side of stuff? Well, I think one of the things that we... You, see, you, Stephen, and I were discussing last time before the podcast was our general befuddlement at how uh, Trump's poll numbers were rising, mm-hmm. or rather his approval ratings were rising in the polls, um, given the, the utterly shambolic way he's handled this pandemic. And I, and I suppose one of the things, I, I mean, I, I'm very aware that uh, it's wearing to talk about him all the time and the traditions of his administration. But I do want to take a moment to consider why that is. I don't know whether that's still the case. And I think it's called the rally around the flag effect. Okay. And it's a pretty well studied effect that happens uh, in the United States and around and in other countries mm-hmm. that when a crisis hits there tends to, uh, approval ratings of the leaders uh, tend to go up significantly mm-hmm. as steven you were about to it looks like you're about to say something oh no i was listening to what you're saying the only thing that popped up in my mind was because despite what they're actually doing <laughs> this approval rating is rising yeah despite, yeah yeah right. um and, and in as a for us a a bright you know sort of a silver lining in that is trump's approval ratings for the handling of the crisis and his overall approval ratings have not uh, ticked up nearly as much as Emmanuel Macron's or Boris Johnson's mm-hmm. and historically have not ticked up much at all. So it's really actually not a fantastic sign for him. Mm. Mm. I appreciate the I just, context. I appreciate that mm-hmm. context. And I think our, yeah, that's our listeners too should think about that because I think that sometimes we get stats and we get 
we get it we get it without a context and we just assume that it's the truth or rather than a truth or something that needs to be looked at through different lenses so appreciate it appreciate that mm, yeah well it, it it came out of desperation because it's mm. when i read that i was like oh my god this can't be true so i just started like searching and googling like what how is this possible so that, that's, i just turned it down like it was a loud noise i said mm. right right exactly like like, like when your phone rings and you just put it face down not you don't interested. even try to answer it no. you don't even like send a text message you just put it face down not today not this morning. yeah not today mm-hmm. I did read a, a, a thing this morning that um, perhaps also uh, is worthy of discussion, which is that right-wing sites, the kind of which get cited by Trump and by Fox News staff, mm-hmm. are, are, are starting to float theories that Dr. Fauci, who's the uh, head of the um, – well, I'm not going to get this name correct, but the head of the National – Academy for it's Infectious like, Diseases, something. It's like NIA. Allergies and Infectious Diseases. Or right. Something. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Who is, uh, who is the point person, one of the um, key people for dealing with the pandemic from within the the White House. Um, he's, mm-hmm. he's often at, at the lectern with um, right. mm-hmm. other officials, including Trump, talking about how the government's responding. What I read in the Washington Post this morning outlined a kind of growing trend among right, certain fringe right-wing circles, again, who um, the orange fewer um, reads and tweets, retweets, that Fauci is a Clinton lover and that uh, apparently in the WikiLeaks uh, stash that was taken before the last election, that was released to the public before the last election, there's an email from Dr. Fauci to Hillary Clinton saying something about how commending her for her stability under interrogation around the Benghazi thing, mm. like saying something about mm-hmm. her being commendable because she, 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 she had stability and, 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 and fortitude and all that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So the fringe, the fringes are saying things like, uh, he can't be trusted. He's got, he's a deep mm-hmm. stater. Uh, mm-hmm. he's going to do what he can to make, fearless leader looks stupid or ill-informed, mm-hmm. which he is, uh, mm-hmm. for the record. Of course. Uh, mm-hmm. and, I, I, and, and I just find that kind of thing, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, it's, it's, I suppose it's expected, but it's just so ridiculous. Disheartening. One would have to even yeah. expend, have to expend time and energy to even refute these kinds of claims. But but this is part and parcel of what he's done, right? Trump has done is he's made it seem that there is no place in the public sphere for action that is not self-interested, right? So everybody's mm-hmm. supposed to have an agenda. Um, there's no way that Dr. Fauci could just be acting out of a sense of... I mean, to... To be fair, that was in the public sphere before Trump. Right, I mean, but he's but he's, the, but he's made it but he's made it seem like that's the only way to be a human being in the world. I, I think I think we're just as culpable on that front as he is. I mean, we we have regularly impugned the character of people and their motivations for things that step out of line outside of our our political lenses. I don't mean you, I don't mean me, you know what I'm saying. I mean right. but the, but, the public but our general. yeah, our tribe. I mean I th- I think I think there are a host of things to lay at the foot 
of the Trump at the feet of the Trump administration uh, and and specifically at his doorstep. I think he is not I think he is a symptom of that. I think mm. I think Trump's election is a symptom of that point of view that mm. everyone has an agenda and that and that it is it's just it's it's basically just adversarial relations. Right. right? right. Nobody, Everything nobody's is just adversarial to, relations. Sorry, nobody's able sorry. to act on principle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, go ahead, Stephen. No, just saying, you, in this nest of vipers, yes, I'm going to say. Mm. I mean, it feels like, I mean, it's just more of the same from Trump. I agree that he's more of a symptom than the actual thing, but he's glowing right now. And so it's <laughs> watching him, you know, take these press conferences where just nothing of value comes out of his mouth, just hatred and stupidity and ignorance. And bile and venom. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So I, I saw him on Fox News and he is questioning Cuomo's, you know, request for 40,000 or however many of Ventilators. Ventilators. And he just goes, I just don't think you need that many ventilators. <laughs> and I'm going, I know. <laughs> this is a pandemic. I just don't think you need that many. They've, he said there are only like two or three of them in a hospital. So why would you need so many now? So I know. I know. So, oh, my God. That to me is emblematic yeah, I mean, the- of a particular kind of thinking, non-thinking, ignorance, selfishness, greed, self-interest that that I do turn off because I, I need to focus on, you know, you focus on yeah. being healthy for yourself, yeah. for your families and so forth, and really yeah. try to stay in a lane where you're aware of what's happening, but not let it like make you too angry or make you too mad. Do you know? Because mm-hmm. you can, yeah. you, I'll, I'll, I can find myself for hour, not hours, you know, an hour or so on the phone, just complaining about Trump or complaining about the administration's response mm-hmm. when I'd rather be mm-hmm. doing something else. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm not using this as a panacea or of any kind. I'm just saying I'm not sure how to react, so I react like that. I just, ugh, just fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think you know the 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 as far as Seth's frustration and consternation that you have mm-hmm. that these kind of fringe groups get this much oxygen. I don't have a. I certainly don't have an a. A defense of it, uh, or really even a nuanced read on it. it. Just simply, this is what happens when the twenty percent that are the fringe in any l- large enough population are in power. Like right. you can get you you can right. get twenty percent of people. You will find twenty percent of people that believe anything. Yes, whether oh, yeah. it's Bigfoot or whether it's that Nazis were good guys or whether it's or that the slavery earth is should come flat. back. Or the Earth is flat, right, right, right. You, yeah. you, you can just matter, find one in five people, <laughs> yeah, to just believe the most absurd things, mm-hmm. and and we elected someone who is a member of that that one in five, that twenty percent, and so right. he just believes a right. a just a mansion, a Trump Tower full of nonsense about right. the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. just every room is stuffed with mm-hmm. nonsense and misinformation right. and disregard right. for the facts. And, right. um, you know, I, I, I don't – it's – when you had talked about, you know, when you had mentioned wanting to talk about the political response, yeah, of course I agreed to do it because, you know, I – you know, we all kind of take turns coming up with topics and mm-hmm. I, I – 
I wasn't excited by it though because I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say about. I just don't know. Mm. What I mean, here we are. Like we've been. We mm. knew that the emperor had no clothes in 2016. We've talked about mm. how the emperor has no mm. clothes, and now the mm. emperor has no clothes, and people are sick and dying, which was mm-hmm. utterly predictable and mm-hmm. awful and terrible. And yeah. And I just, I don't, like, nothing is surprised. I mean, I suppose the only thing that's even remotely surprising is that he even had a handful of days where he seemed to take it uh, reasonably. Seriously. Like, he seemed to actually... Somewhat. Seriously, right. thank you. Mm-hmm. That's the word. Yeah, yeah, seriously is the word I was saying. Right. There, there were, like, two or three days in there where I was like, oh, right. whoa, maybe. Right. You know, not that, like, right. oh, he'll rise to the occasion. Not that, but no, just no, that no, no. he's not going to be fucking crazy. Um, right. And now he's back to it's the flu, it's car crashes, it's right. I, right. I just uh, I don't I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Crazier than catch shit. No, no, you're yeah. right. And, and and actually, as we have been talking about this, I I have mm. gotten that feeling too. I, I thought, oh, right. There's not. I don't have a lot to say about this. Um, it feels like being on the hamster wheel again. It's like uh, uh you know, as as you. Stated Travis, like we've mm-hmm. we've done this dance. We 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 could have predicted this uh, or a version of this a few years ago. Uh, maybe then we can pivot to talking about how we all think that what we all think about the stimulus package and how <laughs> how it's been um, how it's been uh, hatched and whether we think that mm-hmm. it's um, it's, it's going to be an ugly bird or not. Well, let's. Uh, Stephen had a cackle, so I think we got to let Stephen jump in on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so everyone. So, some of the news is saying that the mainstream news is saying that ninety percent of Americans are being covered. 95, 95, 90. Then I hear that if you don't have a social security number, you're not getting anything. Um, yeah. If you yeah. haven't filed taxes, you are not. I looked that up. Yeah, and. So for me, before 2018, right? And but there's something kind of interesting about this idea of yet the um, Wall Street or being, after 2008 businesses sorry. are being bailed out more so than American people. <laughs> it's and funny. Boeing is I, getting I 17 I, billion dollars. I, I never mm. thought I'd use the phrase "American people" because I'm so sick of it because of the way it's used. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, it's not even yeah, America; yeah, yeah. it's the U.S. specifically. Mm. Um, mm. But I, the reason why I laughed is because. Because I think that we live in a broken system, and we're constantly mm-hmm. reminded of it. And mm-hmm. I took a walk yesterday over to um, – I live in Harlem, so I walked over to the Upper West Side uh, – not the Upper West Side, but the uh, the Hudson. And, you know, watching people mm-hmm. practice somewhat social distance. I don't think anyone knows what six feet is. <laughs> I'm like – Honestly. Do we need to care, Honestly. Yeah, we need yeah, to care yeah, around yeah. a man or a woman who's six feet and say, or, or, or rulers and go, see – the six feet, stay over there. Because I was, I think I was, so I was over by the pier and I was with a friend and we practiced social distance the entire time. But that people were coming up to us and trying to talk like close. And, you know, and I can see, my, <laughs> I'm with my friend Sean and Sean was like, you can see my hackles, right? And I was like, I can see you puffering up like the puffer fish, you know, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> and we were talking about the stimulus package and I was like, well, that's not very, it's not just, it's not very stimulating. Not the concept of it. I mean, the concept mm-hmm. of it is the delivery and the, um, what will be the eventual output seems to be very underwhelming, and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. not even mm-hmm. a band aid, not even a band aid, mm-hmm. not that, not that good, mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. So I, 
I I have a more uh, it potentially makes a big deal a big difference for us now I you know sort of the mm-hmm. criticisms around you know the bailouts for Boeing and the airlines you mm-hmm. know, particularly American Airlines I know there was an op-ed in the New York Times about mm-hmm. um, what a shitty carrier American Airlines has been <laughs> in the way it's attempted to maximize profits and whatnot and and it's I mean at least from the the point of view of that op-ed piece that seemed like a reasonable argument uh, i didn't really know much about you know how american airlines has maximized its profits over the last 5 or 10 years but but for us so here's the deal so we employ you know uh, 19 people that's how many mm-hmm. people work for our company. Mm-hmm. So we, just to clarify for the audience, sorry, Travis. When Travis, when you're saying us, you mean your right. company, the company that you yes. run, Molly's yeah, Music. Thank you. I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Very sorry. helpful. The, the, yes. the, po- the podcast does not employ anyone. Right. Right. <laughs> We're doing this right. for free, because buddy. It doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, so the uh, the company uh, that helps. Uh, underwrite the costs of the podcast, uh, employs 19, uh, 18 people now. Someone left, not because of coronavirus, but because they were leaving anyway. And, uh, you know, there is a real chance that we will go out of business at this point mm-hmm. because, uh, I mean, we are, we're, it's an in-person service business, music lessons primarily. And we've switched to online, but online is, uh, is not a compelling service. It's a, it's a, it's a holdover. You know, there are things you can do online that you can't do in person, but our client base are used to in-person lessons and, mm-hmm. and now they've been moved to online. So, um, you know, we'll see what April looks like, but it's, it's not good for us right now. We're in better shape than some other service businesses. But if the stimulus package has in it what it's, what a couple of senators have said, mm-hmm. That will allow us to not lay anyone off or not mm-hmm. cut anyone's hours for two to three months. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, you know, mm-hmm. 18 people mm-hmm. that can continue to pay their rent and, and, you know, use, mm-hmm. uh, and, and make it through the crisis that we can, you know, continue to employ. Cause that's what we would do with that money, right? I mm-hmm. wouldn't go vacation in Barbados with it, even if I could. No, I think that's important. Thank you for bringing that up because I think it, it really, I tend to overblow, not overblow it, but just to talk about your regular person, you know, your, your person who's working on our, you know, people who are working hourly or of your course. Um, artists yeah. or your people who are working consultant gig to consulting gig you know so i appreciate that nuance and i hope that it does i hope that it's more helpful than what it appears to be at the moment that's what i hope yeah so i i'm with you though i mean so that's the thing so we happen to fall like kind of right in the most comfortable spot in the stimulus package, unless you're a corporation, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't seem like it would be very helpful to individual workers. I don't know what $1,200... I mean, I suppose the unemployment insurance benefits are probably a boon for people that have been laid off. That's probably... Seem, that seems like a really... That seems like a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the $1,200 check, though, I have to say, I just don't... I mean, I'm sure there are people that are out there that are like, okay, that $1,200, that's going to let me buy groceries. I get that. And I, of course... I, I don't want to cut that. I don't want to suggest that people shouldn't get money that they need, mm-hmm. but I don't see that how that helps that much. I mean, you know, what helps more is, you know, like what the UK seems to be doing, or I'm sorry, is it the EU or the UK that's basically underwritten people's salaries 80% while think, this is ongoing? I think ongoing. Denmark did that. I was it Denmark to, I, that I did it? I don't so. Yeah, I don't but think I'm it was sure. the UK, but I'm talking with someone tonight. A Zoom meeting with a friend later, and I'll ask him. Yeah, I don't think it's the UK. 
Yeah. It was in the UK. Okay, okay. So, but I mean, there are countries that are doing that. Right. And, you know, when you look at the historical, like the debt versus GDP, when you look at it historically, mm-hmm. we're way, even at $2 trillion, $4 trillion, $5 trillion, we're still way below historical, sustainable historical, historical highs. So we could afford to help people more than we oh, are, absolutely. or at least than we have than we have so far, mm-hmm. right? Now, I'm not saying maybe maybe something else will get pushed through. I don't. It seems like you know, I, I, leaving the executive aside, it does seem like the legislative, for the most part, you know, are concerned about mm-hmm. about trying to keep you know the country moving forward and keeping people off, uh, you know, off the streets and and keeping people in their homes and and their apartments and stuff. So. Yeah, anyway, I hope, are, so. I hope so. I don't I, they, I don't feel that. I feel like they're playing. I feel like most of them are playing around no. <laughs> and trying well, to figure yeah. out how to I, save I their own asses. Yeah. I do. I mean, well, I want to feel I that actually, way. I'm sure that's true. Actually, I'm sure prof- that's true. Profit from the crisis is what I was going to suggest because I, I was about to say, you. we've all probably read the play-by-play with regards to this yeah. last piece of legislation, knowing that mm-hmm. essentially Republicans were trying to create a $500 billion slush fund, which, you know, Even if you're not the most well-read or cynical person uh, on the planet, you would have to read as ultimately being a political tool down the line because you can basically dole out money for, you know, basically be at the behest of the treasury, Mm -hmm. the the, the access to this fund. So basically Mnuchin could just say, yeah, you know, so-and-so contributed to... um, uh, Republican clauses a lot. Let's give them a little extra, or or let's slip this money, which can somehow get funneled back into Trump's <laughs> own personal coffers. It was ridiculous. Or Trump just orders that. Yeah. Right. Or you know, mm-hmm. or has or has Jared Kushner, you know, in one of his many portfolio oh, you mean, hats. You mean Doctor <laughs> Jared Kushner, the doctor who's looking into the COVID nineteen? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That, right. That imbecile. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, Stephen, you guys don't, you, you obviously it's a podcast, so you can't see, but Stephen, he doesn't often get, uh, you don't often show anger when, uh, in the pod, but you actually, but actually you looked angry when you were talking about, you know, people trying to save their own asses in Washington. I think that's, I think you, I think, unfortunately, I of course think that's It's true. more like rage. Uh, of course, I think it's that's It's more true. like rage. Yeah. And, um. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you for just identifying it. I mean, I mean, you know. But it's it's there's something very um, it, it makes you speechless. So you're reading things yeah. that are supposed to be for people, and then you go, but that doesn't sound like it's for the people. It sounds like, and then mm. later on you read the slush fund, or you read some other part of it, and you go, yeah, <sighs> right again, right. again, and not to mention uh, the, the senators and the other folks who've benefited from offloading stock. You right, know, I know. Exactly, you know, I know. I benefiting know. from Burr and information, Loeffler yeah. And Feinstein, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, uh, I know. So, 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 let me ask you this, guys. Um, mm-hmm. How do we feel? And I have complicated responses to this as well. Or I have, I should just say, I have complicated responses to this. It's a question I've been asking myself. How do I feel about? Mm. How do we feel about the House originating legislation that was that we're attempting? wrapped within the stimulus stimulus bill to uh, normalize or universalize voting by mail. So that was one of the things that they wanted to have uh, as part of the stimulus package. 
Um, mm. Does that feel to us like a kind of mercenary maneuver and taking advantage of a crisis? I mean, I think that we should have had that ages ago, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I pro. I mean, I probably. So I there. I okay. So let me just say, I states are supposed to set uh, the rules around their own voting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. Sometimes the uh, strong tendency towards states' rights and anti-federalism in the United States is a weakness. I think when you have a terrible executive, it's a strength. I think that the fact that states were able to order their own responses to the coronavirus has probably saved thousands tens of thousands of people um Mm -hmm. and so in that way kind of the united states ramshackle you know sort of approach to federalism is a strength and i think that voting being set by states is a part of that strength i don't want the federal government to dictate um how states should be voting because i don't trust uh, the federal government. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it just comes down to that. I hate to sound like uh, I hate to sound overly. I mean, because this is a conservative position, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But, but I really just don't trust the federal government. That I, much. I now, don't think it's conservative. Cer- I think it can be seen as conservative, but <laughs> yeah, necessarily one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there are certain ways in which the federal governments have led the way, but mm-hmm. they've led the way following the other states that have already led the way, right? right? Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, the you know, civil rights, all these kind of things, there are other states that were already kind of at the forefront of mm-hmm. that. And so I hope that, you know, we have voting by mail in California. I don't, it, how is it in New York? Is voting by mail robust in New York as well? Or I don't know. I don't know I've either. I've only mm-hmm. ever gone to polling stations. Uh, it's just all I've See, ever I've, done. See, I voted, by, I, I always vote by mail in California. So, and I, and I know, like, I know Oregon is really good mm-hmm. and I know there are a mm-hmm. handful of other states that are. Really I voted good. early once, but that was because I knew I was out of town because mm. I was traveling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that was it. Yeah. Right. So you know, I'm not really worried about November third because that's like that shit's in the Constitution. Like I don't care what mm. Trump says or throw or like what angle he tries to work on that. I know that that some of that angst is mm-hmm. is in the Twitter sphere, but if they are able to alter the November third voting date, then we're in a bad place. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We're in a bad well, place. Well, I will say this, so. Travis, and you listen here too, Seth. They're going, they're, <laughs> they're going to try it. They're going to try yeah. it. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll bet you my life they're going to try it. Yeah. Well, I, well, what I expect is if, and God, this is so precarious. I have no idea whether any of what I'm about to say um, will come true. But mm-hmm. if we go through this crisis in a way that I anticipate we will, in that there are going to be thousands, if not millions, dying. And at some point, because the response at the federal level uh, has been so ramshackle, and, um, mm. but more than yeah. that, more than ramshackle, it's also been, what's the word I'm looking for? It's be- because Trump plays favorites, and he doesn't like certain governors who've pushed back mm-hmm. or demanded things from him. He doesn't think that they have a right to demand. Um, the response has also been um, lopsided. 
It's been uh, it's been um, and 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 mean and mean spirited and mean exactly. Spe- yeah. Oh no, it's definitely mean. vicious. And it's what right. are you going to do for yeah. me? What are you going right. to do kind for of, me? This is your motherfucking job. Are you kidding right. me? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Anyway, sorry. sorry. <laughs> what, what I'm what yeah. I'm thinking is that you were, in in two months. The, Stephen was angry there too. In case you couldn't yeah. tell, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> there's your closed caption. <laughs> right. In two or three months, that kind of narrative, I think, is going to come is going to surface more. Like it, here, mm. here's how many people are dying, and here's how mean spirited and ridiculous the mm. Trump administration has been. And then I think what's going to happen is the Republicans are going to circle the wagons as they as they do, and just try to find ways to mm. um, negate um, um, the votes. Uh, and I don't know how they're going to do it exactly, but if the last election was any indication, it's going to be full. Full, uh, full out assault on Facebook and um, on Twitter and lots and lots of bots and just a misinformation campaign, um, you know, full tilt mission, uh, oh, yeah. misinformation cam- campaign. So, I, I mean, it's, I think that the next few months are going to be uglier. So, I mean, we're going to go through the pandemic and I think most of us will survive and then it's going to get really ugly. Yeah, I got, you know, I, I believe... I agree with Stephen. I, I think that if it can be tried, it will be tried. Mm-hmm. I, I do believe that. I, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like there is any bridge too far for oh, yeah. Agreed. the Trump administration and for most of the Republicans who have been co-opted by that that administration. I'm not saying everyone who identifies with the Republic as a Republican. I'm saying everyone that is currently in power. Mm-hmm. Or the vast majority of them seem to be have been fully co-opted by yeah. by the Trump administration at this point. Yeah. Um, there are more of us than there are of them. I know it doesn't feel like it. Mm. I know it doesn't feel like it, but mm. because right now they're you know they are controlling most of the levers of power. Mm-hmm. But but there are more of us. There really are. Mm. There are more people that are disgusted with his venality. There are more people that are fed up with. The sort of self-interested cronyism. There really are. There are more of us, and and I I hope my hope is that that something like this, a global pandemic that is disproportionately affecting the United States right now, mm-hmm. will cause a kind of solidarity amongst people like us mm-hmm. that are fed up with that, mm-hmm. and that and that it it'll become clear that not only does he have no clothes, you know, he has no fucking hair either. Mm. Like, I mean, he's just he's actually. I mean, he's really, really, really just a sham. He's just a he's sham. Just a sham. It's just. Uh, and I agree yeah. with you that there are little sparks here and there, and and I noticed that with some of the, my friends would have you and, and other people who are really taking this and going, we need to do something different. And so mm-hmm. I love that mm-hmm. feeling of. It's sparking imagination and also, mm. you know, the need for some other way to live. You know, mm. what I hear about New York and what I've heard from several people, my friends here, you know, we're all on Skype or Zoom or on the phone talking about, you know, I, I don't know if it's ever going. No, I can't wait till it's normal again. And I'm like, there's no maybe we weren't doing things normally in the first place <laughs> in terms of the way we're living mm. in New York City all on top of each other. Mm. And mm. Norma wasn't good. Norma was not good. But it was something we accepted. And that's kind of where mm. I want to get to where we can imagine bigger and differently and more, yes. you know, and be and be be comfortable with the discomfort that comes with having to change your way of living. Because some mm-hmm. of it you can't control. Some of it is out of your control, clearly, you know, in terms of laws. and mm-hmm. But not really because of the ways 
how you engage the state, how you engage the federal mm-hmm. government. But I like what Travis is saying because I hope that it does cause a certain kind of continues to do that because it is doing that. If it wasn't for Bernie, we wouldn't have known for an, a couple of things recently, <laughs> you know, in terms of people making back deals and changing laws and um, putting yeah. things in a stimulus package. So I'm hoping that this kind of truth speaking continues among us as well, you know, and that we share mm-hmm. that information and really keep mm-hmm. each other up because this is a pretty depressing time. It's really mm-hmm. depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Profoundly yeah. It, depressing. It really is. You know? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so what should we talk about next time, Travis? Uh, well, I mean, you know, obviously we can. Uh, you know, I had suggested the 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 race issue because I'd read a pretty interesting um, article about how Washington State was kind of grappling because that was with the first, you know, the first real epicenter of the outbreak in the United States, mm-hmm. and. And some of the ways, some of the non-obvious ways that mm-hmm. that race can be a factor, not racism in the everyday banal, you know, sort of offensive version of it, but in the institutionalized historical sense mm-hmm. of of how people that have been institutionalized in a particular way always are like arm you know arms linked together like at, at the front of the tsunami mm-hmm. right like i mean they're always the first ones to get hit mm-hmm. by the wave mm-hmm. um so that would maybe be my suggestion obviously there's so many different things we could talk about as far as the coronavirus mm-hmm. goes but. but i think that that's worth talking about i mean I, it's not something that i've actually done lo- uh, much thinking about at all i haven't i've just been sort of caught up in my own miasma of mm-hmm. um of feeling like i mean a lot of days i feel like i wake up and i look around and i do a couple of things and the sun's already starting to go down yeah yeah it's weird and that's Uh, that's why i mean we need to talk to each other (laughs) as often mm -hmm, as we can i've been talking with Mm -hmm. a mutual friend of ours who like i tend to go in you know i'll go in when things are frustrating Mm -hmm. or upsetting or if i'm depressed Mm -hmm. and i've been just pushing against that feeling and reaching out to people and not necessarily talking about why I'm depressed, but just to have a conversation. This is not, I like people. I do. I don't want them always around me, but I love people. (laughs) No, go away. Where are you? Come back. (laughs) Get out, get out, get out. What happened? I loved you. What happened? Why not? You know, but, (laughs) but this is like, so I I think what I told a friend of mine this morning on Zoom was that, I'm trying to find the rhythm in a rhythmless moment, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. the chaos. I'm trying to figure out a way to mm-hmm. to one be with my friends and family in the mm-hmm. way, limited ways in which we can, but also just not surrender to the tyranny or surrender to this moment, mm-hmm. which is very, very, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know how it hits you from moment to moment, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The world's in a liminal space right now. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I mean. Um, yeah, so I mean, we I we're coming up on time. So Stephen has another appointment to run to. So- um, uh, <laughs> one thing, our, our our podcasting format will change slightly, so we're going to stick with coronavirus, and uh, we're going to uh, start publishing the podcast sooner. Uh, I don't know if our listeners are aware, but we tend to record them 
uh, a couple at a time and a week or two out, depending on our schedules. But we've mm. agreed to meet a bit more frequently. So that also means we'll be publishing them more frequently. Um, honestly, because if we're going to talk about the coronavirus, it just has to be more of the moment because the news changes True. so quickly. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. tomorrow it's going to be something else. Yeah. So. Um, all right, my friends, I will, I'll speak to you soon. Stay Take well care. and safe. Stay well and you safe. Too. Bye-bye. Bye.